0: 안녕하세요 I'm Grace. And I'm Sarah. We're Asian K-drama fans who love to ask and hopefully find answers to all of our and your Asian drama questions. We cover everything from silly topics to sensitive and serious issues that come up as we binge. We'll also share some Korean and Chinese language tips as well as our experiences as diaspora Asians living in the UK and US. Join us as we delve into the details and context of the dramas we all love. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new and highly anticipated episode, at least for me, of Afternoon Asks. Today, Yay. we're catching up with Sarah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who is just back from a big family vacation and, more importantly for us, a fan meeting with Chong hae in Hong Kong. Before we get into the fan meeting, I want to hear how your vacation went. I saw a little on Insta like your kids ate food, they survived <laughs> the whole thing, <laughs> and you got spa treatments and I you did. watched a bunch of drama.
1: I so did. Tell us more. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because obviously, uh, we've just released, uh, we were just recording now in October, we've just released our soul part two podcast which we recorded ages ago so, <laughs> so I was ago. like I so long ago so now I was re-listening to it and it was just it brought back so many memories of our family vacation like hearing you travel with kids I was just like <laughs> we just basically had the same holiday so it was an amazing holiday just with that, you know, asterisk caveat of as good as a holiday with kids that are our eight, that are, you know, seven and nine yes. can possibly be. Yes. Um yeah, so it was uh exhausting um and at times like just infuriating and other times <laughs> just you know because it it's just not just not the holiday that you used to have you know you know me and no. my husband were in Singapore it was one of our first big international trips that we ever had with each other when we first got together and um, so we kept kind of going oh remember when we could and then, <laughs> like have a slow coffee or like linger over an evening meal or spontaneously say let's go here and then just go there or leave the hotel room after the one person says let's go you know <laughs>
0: Yeah, like, oh, random it's, things
1: so like <laughs> it's just so different. But, you know, you just kind of tailor it and work it out. I mean, luckily, like we had a very, very long time in in Asia. I mean, me and my husband were able to kind of work our leave and do some work while we we're there and things like that. So actually it worked mm-hmm. out really well because I think when you're traveling with children, just having the time to say, OK, well, today's a slow day. Today's, you know, we're not going to do anything that we plan to do. We're just going <laughs> to see what yeah. happens um so yeah it was good but we were mainly in um so singapore uh which is really child friendly i don't know if you've been before grace
0: no i haven't
1: but if not i recommend uh i mean it's a great place for a stopover as well obviously because um you know it flies everywhere it's like a good like hub to go on to thailand or vietnam Mm -hmm. or like you know any of the southeast or australia even or this for us in the in the uk that's kind of the direction we go and obviously um And um, yeah, it's I was laughing because I used to live in Singapore, like in my early 20s. Right. And it used to be kind of like cool to be sniffy about singapore because you'd be like oh it's like so sterile and everything's so you know they 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 ban chewing gum and they're all just so authoritarian (laughs) and like you know it's not somewhere that's really cool and hip like bangkok or like you know Mm. cambodia or something um so it used to be kind of cool to be sniffy about it but now when i'm like as a parent i'm going around going oh it's so clean and it's so safe and the (laughs) toilets are everywhere and there's a bin around every corner and the subway oh is really easy and the Amazing. public transport is really easy and everything's quite cheap and taxis are cheap and oh there's so much food so the Singapore food courts were where I finally found a meal that my children would eat uh finally Yay. so Yay. yeah so that was the one picture you saw but they barely yeah there were days when <laughs> she would only eat croissants <laughs>
0: yeah hey those have calories they have I mean, calories exactly
1: they have calories and she survived fine you yeah. just have to kind of like just let it go right you just got to kind of take that bit Absolutely. of your brain out and just go do you know what she is she's gonna be fine i shall be eating food normally when she's back at home but just right now mm-hmm. all that feels safe for her is croissants even the chocolate bars were not the same <laughs>
0: Uh. And
1: and I get that because chocolate is different. And chocolate in Europe, like, I'm biased, but chocolate in Europe is good chocolate. And chocolate that's not in Europe doesn't taste the same. And so she was like, even that she was like one day she's like, even the chocolate doesn't taste right. And I was like, oh, oh no. Sorry. Oh, sorry, oh, my, my little kid. girl. I know. I know oh but yeah we we survived and like i said i got some so i got a little thanks to my husband had a little downtime got some spa treatments mm-hmm. uh in bali the massages were like so cheap so cheap Amazing. and so good um but one of the best things about being away was being able to access all the dramas that i can't get in the uk because <laughs> of regional licensing so- yeah you watched
0: so many i I was i was really amazed because i didn't watch anything when i went to korea so i was like wow how does she have this much time but i mean because you had such a long trip i can see how you were able to yeah
1: yeah and that and jet lag (laughs) lag.
0: (laughs) right so so
1: i was really lucky like in that first week i it took me ages to get adjusted um because uh, flying east is worst right so I, I, f- I flew out east, and and the kids, luckily, they adjusted straight away. Like, the first night, we all went to bed about midnight. They slept through the night, woke up about 9 o'clock, mm-hmm. full of beans, happy as you go. And every <laughs> night, they were out early, relatively early, and slept all the way through. My yeah. husband took about two days to adjust. I took a full week. So, there were some days when I was up from literally midnight to 5 o'clock in the morning. <gasps> With oh. nothing to do but oh watch k
0: Oh my and goodness. Then, Thank
1: God for k <laughs> But then obviously, real life would kick in. So, like, I'd go to sleep at, at finally at 5, 5:30. And then they'd be up, like, bouncing on the beds, literally, <laughs> like, two hours later. And I'd be like, oh just leave me alone, like, and go <laughs> oh my away. God yeah so that's a downside to being with kids um but yes, yeah, so it did mean that it's such a sad K drama thing though isn't it? like, um, I don't know if you do this, but like um, now I've been traveling a bit more this year. I keep checking when I go to locations, different locations like what things can I get here? what dramas or <laughs> movies can I get here that I can't get back home so um yes, the first drama I picked up was eighteen again, mm-hmm. which I bugged you i I kept messaging you about, didn't I, Grace? because I was like, yes. Yes. I was watching and it and I, I was like, yeah. yeah, and I was like, this drama like setup, is very go back couple. I was like, I'm <laughs> going to message Grace and tell her um, that she should watch this if she's not seen it. And then, and I was like, I'm not Amy. I don't, I don't check out Asian wiki the first time I see a drama. But blah, blah, blah. so it took me a, <laughs> a few episodes to realize having checked Asian wiki that um, it's the same director as go back couple. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, I watched it and I really liked it too. I mean, You and I had had the conversation about the like age gap situation yes. Yes. um that made me feel a little uh, you know s- squicky but um yeah the setup of it like just the flashbacks everything was so like beat for beat the same yeah. <laughs> the yeah. same um I mean it was I really enjoyed it though so thank you for the rec
1: <laughs> you're welcome so for those of you who are not aware eight and again is a drama that is sadly not available in um it seems like in America or in the UK so if you're listening mm-hmm. from in one of those areas then you're probably not going to be able to catch it but if you're in asia like i was you can just get it on netflix it's even on Vicky as well so it's just obviously <laughs> everywhere it's uh yeah. yeah so it's um uh yeah time kind of time travel drama it's based on the uh hollywood movie of the same name um yeah with
0: zach efron and um Matthew, Matthew Perry. Perry yeah I think it was 17 again though instead of 18 again oh yeah that's Just right because they adjusted right. I think because Korean ages are a little different yeah but yeah I or or you can VPN. And that's or what I ended v- up doing. And that's what yeah. looking, yeah. so <laughs> I you ended up doing, yeah. I finally dipped my toe into the VPN world.
1: <laughs> so if you want a VPN, um, then yeah, Netflix in Singapore and in Hong Kong and in Indonesia, they all have it. Um, so it stars uh, Lee Do-hyun um, and as the main lead and then Kim Hanul uh as um, the female lead. Uh, but it also has quite a lot of uh stars um that we've seen so um Hwang In-yup um mm-hmm. who was in True Beauty and The Sound of Magic uh is in it and I think that's one of his early dramas and Wee Ha Joon is in it and, and there's another drama I picked up not realizing Wee Ha Joon was in it and then when he was in it I was like oh, is him? um and he plays this very cool baseball player yeah. and it also stars an idol called Royoon uh who is in a current time travel k-drama um where he's going back in time called twinkling watermelon which i'm actually currently watching so it's really funny that i've only ever seen two dramas of his and they're both time travel ones it's obviously a thing um but uh yeah so if you uh, get the chance to check it out I, I really heartily recommend 18 again it was really good yeah So the other interesting thing about being in Bali was this hotel that we're in, which is in a place called Ubud, um, I think seems to be on like every Korean traveler's bucket list for Indonesia or for Bali specifically, um, because we were in this hotel and so many people were koreans and i think i messaged you once i was on this minibus that went into into the town center uh and there were 14 people on this minibus and me i was the only person that was not korean (laughs) on this minibus i've never been in a situation like it outside of korea where i'm like the only non-korean uh in a space and i never thought it would happen that it was in bali so (laughs) that is too funny
0: yeah so I know you were looking for fan meetings before your trip um, and you came up empty. Uh, so when and how did you see that this Jonghaein fan meeting was happening?
1: Yeah. So when I was looking, I was looking in August for when I was there with my family, but actually work took me back out to China. And then I took a short uh, break in Hong Kong without children. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for a few I didn't days. realize because- that. <laughs> yeah, without children. So um, my parents coincidentally, my whole family, my parents and my brother happened to be out in Hong Kong uh, at that time. Uh, they're not anymore, but they were at that time. And um, so I went to stay out for a few days to kind of hang out with them. But I was only there for four nights. So I thought, just on spec, I'll see if there's anything happening. I mean, there probably isn't because I'm only there for four nights. Um, but, well, uh, <laughs> it happened. Like, I Googled it and I found... <laughs> Hae and Fan Meet. And I've honestly never booked a ticket so spontaneously. I didn't check with anyone (laughs) because I knew I'd be going by myself anyway. And I didn't need childcare and I didn't need to ask anyone. I didn't need their permission. I was just, I want to go. Is the price okay? Not too obscene. I was like, (laughs) yes, I'm in. And I thought I'll just get the most expensive ticket I can get to get a good seat because you know this is like a really once in a lifetime kind of opportunity I feel like you know um so honestly I'd have gone anyway so for me it was actually a bonus it was somebody I happen to be a big huge fan of um but I would have gone just to have like a fan meeting experience because I really I'm so curious like what they're (laughs) like and you know what goes on so even someone that I classify like in my middle rank like I don't know someone like I'm gonna this is probably naming other people's favorites, but say like second <laughs> Nam Hook or an an <laughs> like an sup. they're kind of like for me, my middle like I like them, and I've seen a bunch of their dramas, but I'm not like, oh so uh, but I would have still gone, I would have still gone
0: right right um so so how did you become a Chong fan, and um so you said that Nam Huk and hyo sup are like in your mid, so yeah, how would you rank? in in terms of your favorite male k-drama actors
1: so you you put this in the script and I was like oh no I have to actually think but no he's solidly (laughs) solidly in my top five I'm not even sure who the rest of my top five are but I know that he's solidly in there and actually when I went to Seoul to get my k-drama merch this is how you could tell so like (laughs) Um, I got two of his merch so I got this like cute kind of like uh, character stand thing and the others by the way were So In-guk and Gong Yu, <laughs> who I got fans uh, but him I Jong Hee in I also got a calendar for so um, he is definitely in like, my oh, top yeah. my favorite, 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 favorite favorite actor so I was doubly like so excited because it was obviously it was going to be him um <laughs> But my my first Jonghyun drama, I think it's the same for everyone else, was Goblin where he is uh, plays a cameo of uh, Untak's first Mm -hmm. crush. Her first (laughs) kind of Opa opa crush. Um, And I didn't I don't, I remember thinking like he's very boyishly good looking, but nothing like special, but he was, the scenes are funny because obviously Goblin is very jealous of him. And there's a lot of fun (laughs) scenes with him. Um, But I really fell for him in the drama One Spring Night, uh, which listeners may remember was one of my five dramas to know me in our introductory pod way back when. Um, And I, I love the drama, but him, especially, he just crept upon me as the drama went Uh, by um Mm -hmm. and yeah by the end of it I was just so charmed um by him that yeah I became a fan and then from there as far as I'm concerned he just went from strength to strength so I loved him in Prison Playbook like Mm -hmm. I think in that drama he's he's just shows really great range he's you know loads of comedy because he was you know playing those scenes uh you know because he has that who is that what is that character called you know what I mean, like because he's always having yeah. fights with um, Looney. Remember Looney? <laughs> that's it. Well done. Well done. Chris. <laughs> right, I'll go back yeah. a bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So he he was always like I really thought it was really funny his scenes with Looney where they'd always be basically at each other and fighting each other often in, in the background as well as other characters were doing things in the front, which I thought was hilarious. But then also. Yeah so much rage and then anger uh and for me one of the best scenes is when he and i I won't spoiler it but i'll make it quite vague but he reads a very significant letter and starts to break down and it's like wow he's so good and uh and then recently dp uh and dp2 uh which came out earlier this year um have you seen dp either the dp's
0: I haven't, no, because, I mean, one of my good friends, like, from growing up, uh, she recommended it to me way back when the first one came out, but... I just never seemed to be in the mood for all that heaviness. And so I kept putting it off and kept putting it off. And now that there's two seasons, I think, you know, I should, I should uh, definitely see it soon. Um, but there's yeah. so many dramas
1: that I should see. I um, know. Yeah, But I think your instinct is right though, because it is an incredibly heavy drama. I think, mm. I think it's, it's like, it's definitely a must see because it's so significant in terms of what it says about, korean society and Mm. the military um Ah, so it's kind of it's almost like you know like the 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 burning sun of our podcast oh wow (laughs) Wow. you you can listen to some kind of lighthearted, let's go to seoul podcast but then you should also kind of Ah, yeah yeah. uh, listen to some more hard so dp is is in some sense is not a k-drama um because it has none of the magic and the fantasy elements, I think, that K-drama often has. Uh, It's very, very real. So um, so just a a mini plug, I just literally guest-hosted on... A podcast with uh, Jess from Debok Pod. Oh yeah, um, I saw that Insta post. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we covered we covered both DP and DP two. So for anyone who has already seen DP or DP two, or is interested in knowing, you know, a bit more about the the drama, then then check that out. Um, she does a podcast in a similar way to the Noonas. So there is a non spoiler section, and then and then there's a break, and then there's spoilers. So yeah, you can listen really to the good. first part and yeah, um, and then uh now i'm currently watching finally something in the rain <laughs> which is which is done by the same director and writer as one spring night uh-huh. i don't know why so it's taken me so long to come around to watching this drama because i i love sonyejin as well uh-huh. um and, and this she's is great, this is probably one of his Yes, yeah, she is she's um, i she's i just kind of forgotten how charming she is uh uh-huh. um, and she's like you know she's one of the reasons why i love k drama because she's just got she's got such a charismatic screen presence but in a really kind of warm way like you feel like she could be your friend absolutely um yeah but i'm i mean so if have you finished it or are you halfway through it i'm i'm about halfway
0: through it i think i finished episode seven last night
1: ah okay
0: so, <laughs> so I told Sarah, like, I, I don't think I've watched much Chong uh, Hae-in stuff, but I realized actually recently that I have seen him in a fair number of things. Like, for example, um, I went on Wikipedia and it, it like lists his like career, you know, progression and stuff like that. And the yeah. very first thing that he's listed in is an AOA uh, music video. And I actually had seen that music video ages and ages ago. <laughs> I didn't know it was him, obviously, but then I went back and watched it. I was like, oh, my goodness, this is so funny. So I saw, saw him in that, that very first thing he's credited in. And then, you know, I saw him yeah. in at Goblin, that, that cameo. And then I saw him in the movie Tune In For Love with... Um, oh, yeah, with um, Kim Gohan. Kim Gowen, Um And Prison Playbook. So I had seen him in various things. I just hadn't seen these two. And so I decided to watch them like side by side actually I didn't decide to watch them side by side I watched one episode (laughs) of one spring day and I was like hmm I'm not sure how I feel about this so then I watched one episode of something in the rain and I was like oh okay so this one's a little lighter and then but then I kept going back and forth (laughs) and so now I'm up to like I've watched episode nine nine or ten in in one spring day and up to through episode seven in something in the rain
1: do you not find that? Do you not find that confusing to I be watching know. two dramas no. that are so similar with the same male lead? Do you not like get confused? And it's not even oh. just the same
0: male lead. All of the side characters are yeah, exactly they are. the same. <laughs> it's amazing. So oh my goodness! And like the soundtracks for both are equally oh. terrible.
1: <laughs> that actually, to be fair, I actually think they're fine. It's just that they're. so overplayed yeah by yeah yeah, by episode two of both dramas you're like if I hear this song anymore I'm gonna yeah yeah. no because for one spring day oh shoot
0: I can't I can't remember which but there there are two like western songs in each of the dramas and those get played over and
1: over Over and and over
0: again and so you're like oh my gosh why yeah yeah yeah, yeah, so
1: yeah, I'm so I'm yeah, I'm only on episode five of something in the uh-huh. rain. But I am already, like, that's the one with Stand By Your Man. Uh-huh. The, Carla, the Carla Bruni yes. version, which is also just unnecessary. Um, but I'm already so sick of it. And I'm only on episode five. It's like, God. And I know from everyone's comments about it, that this, this doesn't stop. You know, it's not like uh-huh. it, you know, that it just keeps on going. So, oh, painful, <laughs> painful. But he is... Beautifully, delightfully, charming in it. Um, so I'm, I'm enjoying it.
0: Um, yes, he's he is really charming. I mean, he's charming in both. Although in one spring day, it's like it's you know heavier and slower yes. and kind of yeah. There's a lot more um, conflict early on, you know. So, yes. so it, he he definitely is giving off different vibes in each of them. But he's like he's he's a yeah. wonderful actor. Um, and actually, I really like that the whole cast is exactly the same except for the female lead <laughs> in, in, in both because, like, I get to see the different characters they're playing and, and like, how yes. how they are also really wonderful, versatile actors.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. that's true because they're, they're also playing different, different right. roles, and the, aren't they? Yeah. And, and, the, yeah. and
0: the female lead's mother is the same actress, and so far for one spring day she's like a really good mom like yes and then yes. and then yes. it, like she's like famously terrible in something in the race yes. so it's like really yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. to see that and compare Yeah. It. so yeah,
1: yeah she has she has actually has got a quite a good arc in one spring night actually i quite enjoyed her mm-hmm. character like in the second half of the drama um but um yeah yeah it's good um so Oh, so so back to the fam meeting.
0: (laughs) Um, uh, So you said you like it was like you you jumped on it, you bought tickets right away. Um, How did how was it all set up? How did you purchase the admission? And then there were other perks that you could buy. Um, And can you explain what the other options were, even if you didn't purchase all of them?
1: Yeah. So by the time I got my tickets, obviously, as I said, it was a week out. So I really only had uh, one. There was only really one tier left, which I think now having looked and checked ticket options was the most basic tier. Um, But because obviously I was by myself, I managed to get a pretty decent seat. Mm. So that was quite good. Um, And also, obviously, I bought on a Hong Kong site. So it was in English, but the information was quite limited. Um, So I didn't really have a clue what the other, other items were. But public information broadcast time (laughs) if you're in north america and want to have the exact same experience i had jung hae in is with you guys in november yay Yay. so um if you're a fan or even if you're not a fan and you just fancy going to a K drama actors fan meet um which is an experience i would heartily recommend (laughs) um you guys could get to experience him too so dates wise he's in new jersey on the 17th of November, then LA on the 19th of November, Vancouver on the 24th of November and Toronto on the 26th of November. Mm. Uh, And there are still tickets available for all those venues as of recording right now. (laughs) Um, So if you're interested, uh, please go ahead and check it out. Uh, I just Googled that, but most of them look like they're on Eventbrite. So you can check Mm. out and get tickets on Eventbrite. Yeah. So would you be interested in going, Grace? Could you make the LA date? I checked
0: and I can't. I mean, it would be really stressful actually, because I'm I'm supposed to go go um, to a family Thanksgiving thing on the 20th. So, (laughs) Uh. yeah, uh, the flying in and out and all of that, I think, um, would be a bit much for me. But I I did check, like, immediately after I saw your (laughs) your post on Instagram. And I was like, oh, gosh, the timing. (laughs) But maybe I'll be able to find a different fan meeting for a different star. And (laughs) so we can compare.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm hoping. Yeah, that would be great. And I'm hoping that will be this is kind of heralding, like, them starting traveling again and fan meetings goes so this is why I kind of also want to make it successful for him so that other agents and other promoters will say hey this worked really well mm-hmm. like Hal you is here in North America now so like bring Yay. on everybody everybody Yay. should come to the fan
0: <laughs> <meet>. and then <laughs> yeah. come to
1: Europe come to Europe because I know he's not coming oh. to Europe so well I don't know he might he might come to Europe he might have fallen in love of Scotland when he was here and wanted to come and do do one in the UK anyway so tickets wise i i had a look at what they're offering in new jersey um so they have a thing called a patron level which is 198 dollars which gives you uh the fan meeting plus a goodbye session uh which i will talk about later because it's (laughs) actually quite pertinent to my experience um and then you also get a signed polaroid but it says one random so i assume it means only one random person gets a signed Polaroid as opposed to you just get a random signed Polaroid. But again, (laughs) not very clear. I think it's one of those mistranslation things. Also, like I found when I was in Hong Kong, like there is a language to do with fan meetings which I think because they have them quite often in Hong Kong Uh is a specific vocab because there was quite a lot of vocabs like I understand what these words mean but I do not understand what they mean together (laughs) and so I was getting quite confused by some Uh of the things they were saying yeah so anyway so I think that's one of those things like Polaroid one random and then yeah and then there's a couple more tiers and you basically get uh, there's more perks and then the, the the highest tier which is they call SVIP, mm-hmm. um you get a group photo so there's in groups of 15 you get a photo with Jung Hae In as well wow. um so that's the that's the kind of ticket options um but yeah the ticket itself so I I like I said I got a decent seat and then this is quite quite practical and Asian I thought so when I went in they handed me a poster a little kind of uh photo card a bit like you get with k-pop merch Mm -hmm. and an elastic band and I was thinking what is the elastic band for (laughs) and I thought maybe Maybe they're going to play a game or something, right? But then, um, so I was holding it and I sat down in my seat and then I rolled up my poster to keep it safe. And then I was like, hmm, what do I do with this rolled up poster? And I was like, ha-ha, that's what the elastic band is for. <laughs> Very practical. <laughs> cool. But I was sat down, thinking, I felt like such a noob. I felt like everybody else had been to fan meets and I hadn't because I was sitting there going like, I wonder what this, wonder what this elastic band does. Um, and then I realised... Um, yeah, so that was, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it's, it was a pleasant surprise to come away with a, with some little fan merch as well. So mm-hmm. I haven't put it up yet, but the jong poster is going up in my little K-drama shrine that I have in the corner of my study.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Is it, is it going to make it into your background for your Zoom meetings? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no because I I think that's probably that. No, I think I'm going to have to just just slightly left of camera. Ah, uh, I yeah. see, I see, I see. <laughs> Only
0: the lucky few <laughs> will get to see him.
1: <laughs> yeah. When my non my non professional uh, Zoom calls I could like tilt the camera slightly more. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um I think you already mo- um, mentioned you were you were in Hong Kong for for four days, of, um, how long did the the fan meeting take? It was like one evening, like h- how many hours? Yeah.
1: Can you break yeah, it into just, like just...
0: waiting and actual time <laughs> you were there?
1: <laughs> yeah, actually, it was really efficient uh, because obviously I've never been to a fan meet before. Like I've obviously only been to pop concerts, and they're generally. Uh, as a, you're alluding to kind of busy and heaving mm-hmm. and there's queuing and there's concession stands and all the rest of it okay. but no this was like I see a much smaller venue um mm. and I think he he has had bigger venues I think from what I've seen in say Indonesia and um Singapore and other but the Hong Kong venue was actually relatively small um so it was super super efficient um once you got in you got in you sat down um and there's no support act you know because it's not a music act mm. and they um the promoters of the show was uh are view which is viu which is a, a k-drama site that's kind of like viki but it's only available in asia mm. um but they are currently broadcasting the travelogue that he's done with mm-hmm. imsiwan um which is actors on a journey i think they, it's called where they've gone oh. to scotland yeah, that sounds cute. I wanna I wanna watch that. <laughs> yeah, there was there was a super cute clip. I think I might I'll put it on our Instagram. I'll put it on our afternoon ass Instagram uh, socials because it was really cute. But it's basically they'd launched a cannon or something as part of like because we'll see in the UK we have all these random like, you know um enactments of stuff. Anyway, so they'd they'd watched some enactment of thing and this cannon had gone off and Jong <laughs> in basically like jumped and then hid behind M Suan <laughs> um uh as soon as the cannon went and then tried to style it out and look really cool. But it was obviously he it was <laughs> it was really funny. Um oh. so anyway they were they were obviously they're showing that currently on view and it was uh-huh. actually on when I was there in Hong Kong but My Hong Kong trip was a bit like your soul trip. There was, like, not a lot of time for K-drama. So, um, unfortunately, I didn't didn't get a catch it when I was there. Um, But I haven't seen it being aired anywhere. Is is it in the U.S. for you guys? Because it's not in the U.K. for us.
0: I hadn't heard about it. So, you talking about it is the first. Um, Oh, right. um, I've heard of it. So, now I'm going to go look and maybe I will um, re-up my whole VPN situation. (laughs) To take a look because um my husband and I are actually like thinking about going to Scotland um next next summer. So yeah. any any content about like people traveling there, like um I don't know if you know the 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 show Men in Kilts.
1: Yes. Yes. I was gonna say that. I was like, have you (laughs) watching Men
0: in Kilts? Yes, we are watching that. I mean he's a little ahead of me because I kept falling asleep. I mean I I just I tend to fall asleep like right after dinner a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's it's mostly a food coma slash the it's to- toward the end of the day and I'm pooped yeah. kind of situation so. I'm not saying that it's not interesting. They are very charming men in kilts. <laughs> <laughs> so uh what uh languages did Chong Hein use to like greet his fans in hong kong did he seem to be able to um like speak in um the native language or um just say hello and how was his pronunciation
1: um yeah he'd obviously he'd learned a few words in cantonese uh which he said in a super cute way um he said he was very happy to see us um and then he followed it up with uh more words in in english um uh, which he's obviously a little bit more fluent in, but not not mm-hmm. super fluent. Um, but I'll put this clip up on Instagram because he just sounds really cute. <laughs> um, but obviously, the, the, the majority of it, he spoke in Korean. So I was actually quite worried. Like I said, obviously, just no idea about fan meets and how they work. And I was sat there thinking like, oh, shoot, I hope this isn't subtitled because I'm uh-huh. going to really struggle. Yeah. Because uh, I can I can read Chinese, but I read really slowly. So mm-hmm. on a, like a normal subtitle drama, I'd only get halfway through a sentence. Sorry, halfway through a subtitle, and then it would switch right, to the next scene, and i right. will be like, oh, shoot, I didn't actually <laughs> manage to read the second yeah. half. Of it. So I was really worried I'd end up missing it. But luckily, it was all translated into Cantonese, which is uh-huh. the Chinese that I'm most fluent in so um that was yeah I was really grateful for that um so the format of it was was that um there's a host who speaks entirely in, in Cantonese throughout um but he obviously could speak a little bit of Korean so he was saying some Korean to to Joian but mostly he was just to kind of like uh fill in the gaps make jokes get us to cheer and and uh you know really kind of rev up the the atmosphere and he was brilliant he was a large part of why I enjoyed the show. Mm. And um, for that reason, I would also say, like, if you ever do get the chance to go to a fan meet, because I would have gone to a fan meet had I been in Indonesia or whatever, mm-hmm. um, just to get the experience. But actually, I think I would have missed out a lot of it by the fact that I just don't speak, ah. you know, that language. Right. Um, so I would even probably, like, for example, he's just been in Taipei. Um, and like, I think I'd still go. Um, because actually I think I understand Taiwanese Chinese better than I understand mainland Chinese but oh. um, yeah it, it would just be one of those things that yeah because Taiwanese Chinese accent is much clearer especially for Hong Kong people oh, because interesting. it's a lot closer to our accent yeah the the northern Chinese accent which is what you hear mostly in sea dramas is a lot heavier and guttural and harder to understand for us southern southern Chinese uh-huh. um, anyway so yeah, so I, if you do ever consider going to a fan meet in Asia, choose somewhere that's going to speak English. Um, wow. Because had you gone to this one in Hong Kong, you basically would not really, unless you spoke Korean, you would have basically <laughs> not understood any of it. Because right. it's all either Cantonese or Korean. Oh, um,
0: yeah, because I, um, I, I wasn't sure. Because, you know, Hong Kong, I... I don't know a whole lot about Hong Kong, but, uh, you know, what I do know is like the one time I was there, I could speak English to everyone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, it was a British colony or whatever for so, so long. So I wasn't sure yeah. if they were going to do it in English or if they were going to do it in um, Cantonese or some other, you know, or Mandarin yeah. or. Yeah.
1: So that's. Yeah. That's,
0: yeah good to yeah you. i was
1: yeah i was interested as well like what they would do but yeah it was fully in cantonese and then the he had his own personal interpreter who was obviously bilingual uh she was native cantonese speaker um and uh she would basically translate uh well she basically she had to stand next to him the whole time obviously really tough gig and she translated everything the host was saying to him not everything but you know obviously prompts and stuff right. to him in in korean and then anything he said in korean she would then oh, repeat again wow. in cantonese oh that's yeah, so, so hard.
0: hard wow i know
1: I know. yeah but she was great she was so great i was so impressed um with her
0: yeah that sounds i mean that is very impressive
1: Okay, so
0: uh, let's now do the Korean slash Chinese language section.
1: Um Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Grace, so I'm gonna uh-huh. start off with you first because I think I've been saying his name wrong. So oh. let's oh, no, no, let's learn haven't. how to say. his name. <laughs> You I haven't. Feel like you I haven't. haven't.
0: No, it's it. it <laughs> you've been saying it correctly. It's Chong in Chong Hein.
1: Yeah, what's the thing? Because I think I'm like saying 정... it
0: together, Chong in Oh, you I say I think oh.
1: I've been saying zhong. I think, but it's more chong. Chong, <laughs> chong. Is it it's chong. chong? Yeah. Chong. Uh, chong.
0: Yeah. It like rhymes with young. Chong, okay. yong. Yeah. Chong Chong, hey, in.
1: chong, hey, in. chong hey, in. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Grace. <laughs> yeah, no problem.
0: <laughs> um, but you say but you um I, I don't remember if this was on Instagram or one of our chats. You said that you learned what his name is in Chinese characters. So how would you yes. say it? How would you say it in yeah. Mandarin and how would you say it in Cantonese? Uh
1: yeah, so this was funny because obviously his in the posters um, all of his name was all in Chinese characters. There was no John in anywhere. Ah. Um, so right away, I'm just like, wow, well, this is kind of a different aspect of like <laughs> yeah. K drama fans, right? So I sat down. Um, like I said, I was sitting down by myself, and then the 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 girl next to me. I turned to her and I spoke to her in Cantonese, and I said, "Could you just tell me what this last character is? Because I could read the other two, but I couldn't read the last one." <laughs> And and she said, "I'm sorry." In Mandarin, I'm sorry. I don't speak Cantonese. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, right. Let me speak. Let me switch to Mandarin." What character is this in Mandarin? And then she was like, mm, "Well, you say it like this." And I was like, "Well, what meaning is it?" And then it took her a while to work out what the meaning of it was, ah. which then made me realize. Well, it actually, made me feel a bit better because then I was like, "Aha! This is not a common character that I am ah. obviously really bad at reading." Genuinely. <laughs> much more um yeah a much more uh obscure character or a more I classical see. character and it turns out it is a more classical character so his his surname is so this is the last character of his name is the, is the more classical one but mm-hmm. his surname in Chinese is is Ding ah. um which funnily enough in Cantonese is the verb to microwave something because of the sound <laughs> I love that so like if I was to say I, I love it too. So if I was to say, um, just heat this up a bit in the microwave, I would say in Cantonese, <laughs> ding aha. Ding aha. It's like like ding as in microwave it, aha would be like for a little bit. Oh my goodness. That's
0: ding, amazing. Aha. I love anyway,
1: that. So- <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, but that's his name, I think. And then his second character is Hoi. Um, I'm saying this is in Cantonese, I'll do the Mandarin in a bit. So Ding Hoi, Hoi is C si, the si. Mm-hmm. Uh So those are the two characters I did know. And then his last character is Yan, um, which is a very specific term, a classical Chinese term, but it means the time between th- three o'clock in the morning and five o'clock in the morning.
0: Huh. So...
1: Yeah, I don't know if you have this in Korean, but in kind of the way we count times in ancient Chinese times is we split the clock into 12 bits. Uh So there are the times between like... Um, five and seven is called another time and then Uh nine and 11 is called another time. So Uh the, the time, which I never knew because I'm not up at that time, but three and five (laughs) is, is his character.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think based on the Saguks I've seen where they refer to time, I think it's the same. Mm. I think it's the same because like the translation is like, you know, a three hour block or whatever, or, or three hour block or something. Um, so it's similar, I think. <laughs> I, I mean I wouldn't be surprised if it was the same characters, actually, to refer to each of the time periods.
1: Yeah, that would make that would make sense yeah. actually. Yeah. So I'm gonna look that up <laughs> after this. <laughs> um yeah, so in Mandarin, his name is Ding Hai Yin Hai, sorry. <laughs> Ding Hai Yin. Mm. So it's slightly, slightly different. Um, but uh, it's very poetic, I think, his name in Chinese. Um, yeah. what,
0: what, when it's not for the microwave, what does his surname mean?
1: That's a good question. Let me look it up. Oh, so Ding, it means uh, a man or boy of come of age. Mm. Um, and it's also the fourth of the... So they, we have these things called um, heavenly stems in chinese culture this is probably going into two thingy but it's the fourth of the 10 heavenly uh stems but yeah it mainly means uh a man or a boy actually that's interesting because that's the same thing as in and this is going off topic but (laughs) in um my ancestral village uh I'm like the 28th generation of Chung from my village oh. and all the men, all the male descendants of that village get land rights and those land rights are called ding-kun. Kun is a right. So oh. ding is literally like, yeah, of a, of a mat, specifically a boy, oh. a boy's rights, to the village. Um, but yeah. Interesting. And then the other thing I thought was really super cute, the, the host made us shout various things in Korean at uh, Hae in during the show. So you could mm. tell that uh, many of the fans could speak a bit of Korean, obviously learned from their K-pop or K-pop, right. but, um, <laughs> And actually, some of the Uber fans, there were always like some really like loud fans. they kept shouting at him in 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 Korean. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could tell that they weren't Korean themselves because of their accents, mm-hmm. but they were saying things like, "You're so handsome, <laughs> like we love you," and things like that, and it was so lovely. Um, but the first thing, so we could perhaps learn some of these things slowly. So the first thing he asked us to shout, and I was so proud of myself that I knew how to say this (laughs) but the first thing the host told us to shout he said that because since this is the first fan meet um he's had in Hong Kong since COVID uh he hasn't been to Hong Kong for five years we wanted to tell him that we missed him so if you're listening at home do you know how to say I miss you in Korean And luckily (laughs) I did. And um, and if you're a BTS fan, I think you would also know uh, how to say this Mm -hmm. because obviously it's in a lyric. Um, But I loved yelling it out. I was like, I felt like I could be a K-drama heroine. Yeah. Um,
0: And you're talking about spring day, right? For the BTS song? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
1: So, so Grace, how do we say (laughs) it properly in Korean? Uh,
0: 보고 싶어. 보고 싶어. And RM
1: says, Yeah,
0: Pogo <laughs> And then, you know, on and on. But yeah. Uh Pogo uh, that would be without honorifics. So it would right. be like the way you would say it to your Opa, whom of course mm. you don't speak to with honorifics because you're that close, you know? Pogo mm. Yes.
1: yes. <laughs> But that was really nice. Like everybody yelled it out, you know, in this whole fan meet. So everybody said that to yelled that out to Jung Hee-in. and, and like he was quite moved. It was really, it was yeah. really cute.
0: Um, but you know, actually, since you mentioned that the host said that we, you should say um, you missed him, it would have been Pogo in, in the past tense because you're seeing him now, ah. so you wouldn't miss him now ah. necessarily. So in the past tense, it would be Pogo shippaso.
1: 보고, 보고 hmm
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: I don't think we used the right, I don't think we used the right answer. <laughs> it's ending. okay.
0: It's okay. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, definitely we hear the pogo 싶어 much more in, yeah. in K-drama.
1: <laughs> and then, so then the other thing that the fans were yelling, so obviously then I think we were told to say, you know we should say so we love you so we could all went oh, so we said that yeah. and uh, the other thing that the fans were saying like i said was um you're so good looking oh do you know what phrase that would, was
0: would it have been 잘 생겼어 or 멋있어 that one oh 잘 생겼어, the first one. <laughs> 잘 <Yeah>.
1: 생겼어. <laughs> <laughs> so slowly so that we can learn how ah, to say that okay. next time we meet our K drama opera. 잘 생겼어. 잘, 잘 생겼어. 생겼어. 잘, 잘생 생겼어. 생겼어.
0: 생잘 생겼어. 잘잘 mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, 잘 cool. 생겼어. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: Yeah. Yes, that was very nice.
0: <laughs> you know what though. um You know, uh, you know how you sent me a bunch of those clips and one of them um, wasn't wasn't totally translated. Um, Like, I think that some of the attendees may have learned more than just a a basic amount of of Korean because I I could tell they were actually responding to him in Korean when he was speaking Korean and it hadn't been translated.
1: Yes. So yeah. Yes, I agree. So that
0: clip was near the end of the fan meeting, and um, then the interpreter walks off the stage, and Chung hae yes. yeah, and Jung Hae-in says, "When will we be able to meet or see each other again? I wish we could hurry up and meet again soon." And then people in the audience start yelling, "Tomorrow!" <laughs> 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 so yeah, they they understood what he was saying without the interpreter. And then they respond, yeah. like, we want to see you again, like, immediately. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. and then that's he what he like, said. Let's sing the last song together. I'll sing it for you. Actually, literally, it's I will give it to you to hear. Um, it's like, yes. um, 들려 uh, 드릴게요. 들려 드릴게요. So, like, I will have <laughs> you hear it. And I will give it to you. 드릴게요 is give it to you. And 들려 is have you listened to it or have you hear it. So that's that what that's what he says at the end, like let's sing it together. I'll you know, basically I'll lead, I'll sing it for you. Um and he Aww. and he was kind of like cute and bashful. Um as he says it is like it was very enduring.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well that's the I yeah, I mean I just it, I think part of the curiosity of going to the fan meeting as well is to see the actor's personality. Mm-hmm. And I think those of us who are Johan fans from his his dramas can really see that actually he's quite close to some of the characters he plays like he is actually quite shy he is a bit earnest he is a bit um yeah he's he's yeah he's quite endearing um yeah it was really nice to see that kind of he was who we think he is um yeah
0: yeah yeah um so you mentioned that the interpreter, like, you know, she had a very tough job and she seemed to do a really good job. Um, and he, she was a native Cantonese speaker. Um, did you feel like the interpretation went smoothly the whole way and you were able to understand everything that was happening?
1: Yeah. Well, actually, I was going to think, so I buried, I buried Grace in clips. <laughs> I sent her so many clips from this family. But did you find, like, when he was speaking Korean, because I felt like he was saying things... Um, quite slow not mega slowly but just quite slowly and clearly so people could understand him was he at do you feel like he was doing that or was he kind of he was at a normal speed
0: um I mean it didn't seem unnaturally slow so maybe he just has Hmm. a slower cadence when she when he talks Mm. so yeah I mean but I imagine he would he would he would try to enunciate more and i i imagine yeah. actors are used to doing that where um you know they they will they're they're good at speaking clearly <laughs> you know that's one yeah, of their yeah, their true. skills so i i imagine he would do that to help to be helpful for um people who are trying to interpret or whatever
1: yeah yeah so um no i think she did a great job uh because um he he kind of got to say a lot and and would say quite chunky bits to us as the audience and then she would translate but then other times he would say just a few words and then she'd translate and so she felt it quite quite natural mm. um she's obviously done this before um um maybe not with him but with other mm-hmm. other uh, fan meets and things um yeah but she was yeah she was really great she really really made the show without getting in the way of it at all
0: Oh, that sounds amazing. And and when he did the chunky bits, did she like translate and it was also a chunky bit? Or did you get the feeling like there might have been something left out?
1: Yeah, I think she did leave some bits out. But then also, like, I think that he did repeat himself as well. Uh, so, yes. yeah, because he was kind of just speaking off the cuff as well. So mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, she didn't need to say kind of the double thing because he kept uh, yes. telling us that he he missed coming back and he's so happy to be in Hong Kong <laughs> that kind of stuff so yeah
0: yeah <laughs> oh that's sweet um okay so take us through the order of events at the fan meeting
1: yeah so um just outside I wondered whether there was going to be merch and stuff because I was ready to blow a load of money <laughs> on merch but there wasn't actually any um so you know guys if you're promoters of fan meets you need to you need to commercialize (laughs) because i was like ready to buy but um yes there wasn't anything there but there were lots of posters that you could take selfies outside of Mm -hmm. and then they had this um poster board um with i think about seven or eight dramas and we were all given a colored sticky dot and we were told to stick our sticky dot on the our favorite scene of the of the set that was on the storyboard Mm -hmm. so um so we did that um and that was used later in the show. Um, but the first thing he did when the after the host has kind of done his done his intro, which was again very brief. So again, not a lot of waiting time for the, for the real show to start, he came on uh to sing a song. Um, and he sang the theme song from DP, uh, season one, mm. which is a song called Crazy by Kevin O and Primary. Um he's actually a really great singer. I don't know if you've seen any YouTube clips of him. Um I'll be flipping all K-drama actors Seem to be amazing (laughs) singers But he is Yeah, he is also a good singer He's not obviously a professional He's not an idol He's not an ex-idol or anything But he, you know He is He's he's really cute Um, And he's Not that confident with his singing Even though he sings So he seems quite shy with it yeah. as well which was really cute
0: i wonder if he's um contributed any songs on any of the osts for his dramas because i know like some other actors who are not like also singers they're not idols but they have contributed like uh gong yu has done like uh, a song for the soundtrack of big and like pak oh. pak oh. Jun. i think pak Jun did a, a a song for the soundtrack to I think it might have been Itaewon class, but maybe it was a different one. He's had so many, you know, uh, hit dramas. So. <laughs> so it's hard for me to remember. Oh. But yeah, they, they're not okay. singers. But yeah, like, I agree. It seems like all of the, the actors seem to have good voices. <laughs>
1: So I've now looked it up because you posed this question. So I I'm, I acted as the Amy on this podcast. It looks like he has one sheen. This is on Apple Music, so it could be on other platforms. But he has actually sung on, I think this is the OST for Connect, Ooh. which is a drama I haven't seen because it looks quite brutal, Ooh. Um, that was released, I think, last year. Ah, Have you heard of it? No, I haven't. But maybe it's because uh, it's, the algorithm
0: like shoots like rom coms at me, because that's mostly
1: what I yeah. watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um he's uh it's also got Go Gokum pure, who I think is playing a villain in this oh, in this um in this TV series. Oh I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's based on a webtoon um, and it's a story, a mysterious story that occurs when a man who's been deprived of a part of his body by organ hunters connects with a man who has received an organ transplant. Ah, The reason why you've probably not seen it is because it's on Disney Plus, who are flipping terrible at... um...
0: Yes, they are. They're so (laughs) terrible. They're so
1: terrible at... Yeah, ah, um, yeah, it was on Disney. But it was a Studio Dragon production. Oh, okay. okay. but yeah. yeah. Anyway, so he sang one track of the soundtrack of that, it looks like. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, but there are also YouTube videos of him singing. So if you want to see him singing, then yeah. check those out. Um, so anyway, after he sang that tune, he then sat down for an interview with the host. And as part of that, he ran us through a set of his personal favorite pictures over the years. Um and the fan meeting is called the tenth season, um, because it's been a decade uh that he's been in the industry. Yeah. Um by the way, is this like a Korean thing, right, to celebrate your the years you've had since your debut? Like is that from K-pop or is it that something that's part of Korean culture? Because it just seems to be like um yeah. like a thing that people often uh do or remark on or celebrate like it's been 10 years since their debut or 15 years since their debut
0: I don't know the official answer to this but my sense is it's from Korean culture um Mm. because like I I feel like I've seen similar kinds of conversations about how long people have been working like just in like you know, in regular dramas where they're talking about how long they've been working for the company or whatever. And, you know, I think it may have to do with the whole, like, you have to be deferential and respectful to your seniors, the people who've been working there longer. So like, even if you're older, if you're in a work situation, you have to be deferential to the people who've been there longer. So yeah, like, you know in in any kind of work situation workers are deferential to the people who are senior to them at that workplace or in that industry and so i think then it becomes important for you to mark when you entered because that th- then you you know where you are in the hierarchy and in the seniority yes. kind of the ladder <laughs> so i yeah. think maybe that that is related to just general korean culture
1: yeah interesting so, um, anyway, so yes, he was celebrating within those pictures his, his 10 years. Um, so there were quite a lot of pictures of him in roles. He's had a lot of roles where he's been in the military. <laughs> and so there were lots of pictures of him in military outfits, which obviously the fan girls that thought he was handsome, they love them. Um, but he actually <laughs> said multiple times during the fan meet that he really, really, really does not want to play a person from the military anymore. Um, He really felt like he had done a lot of those roles and Mm -hmm. he had explored many different sides of that role. Um, And so he was really looking forward to playing different characters, um, ones that would give him different challenges. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I thought it was quite, quite point pointed that he said that because he's obviously just generally speaking quite a gentle soul he doesn't really express like firm opinions about mm-hmm. anything but the one thing that he said that really stuck out was that yeah he he really did not want to pay military oh. um roles anymore
0: Interesting. and he obviously
1: has had a lot of them. Mm. yeah
0: do you know um if he has any non-military roles coming up
1: so yeah, really exciting. It seems like uh, In has uh, been, or is he's in talks to lead his first rom-com K-drama series. Um, so it looks like he's going to be potentially leading in a drama called Some and Shopping, which is uh, a stormy romance set between a CEO and a TV salesman, um, mm-hmm. which I thought was I'm really excited about because I was having this chat with um, Daebok Pod uh, host Jess um, about how Jonghyun is such an amazing actor, but he doesn't seem to be as well known um, as other actors. Uh, And I said, actually, I think part of it is that he really needs a really good rom-com role. kind of a bit King the Land, Junho, Chaebo type. And turns out I kind of manifested it on that podcast because Um, just a couple of days later after we released that podcast uh, he's been approached to lead this new rom-com so fingers crossed we're going to be able to see him in a rom-com role yeah awesome Um, then they wheeled out he'd had different props from the shows that he'd had including his outfit his military outfit from snowdrop <laughs> so um uh he put that on that was obviously a fan fave as well lots of cheering about how handsome he looked in his military outfit mm-hmm. um so that was quite funny and then they wheeled out his um the the board i was telling you about with the the, the scenes so there were actually eight scenes mm-hmm. um and obviously some some staff had counted the dots <laughs> to find out like which was the most popular one so they went in reverse order so this is just what hong kong chose because obviously yeah maybe <laughs> they had different ones for different places um but um tune in for love which is the movie we talked about the with kangon mm-hmm. um which is another i find it quite an underrated movie because i it's one of my favorite came i haven't seen a lot of korean movies mm-hmm. but it is one of my favorites yeah i, love I thought it, it, too. it was yeah really arty beautiful kind of Mm -hmm. tale. Yeah. Um so that was good. Uh then here's Cameo in Goblin. So we got to see these little clips. So there was a one of him with Kim Goen. Um so obviously it's quite funny because the back to back Kim Goen ones. Um and then Prison Playbook, um uh, we got to see um the scene which I talked about where he read the letter out. Mm. And then he told us a little about his background because he was saying if you notice at the end I actually had to lift, I lifted my head up and he it said, it's because the direct, cause I kept dropping my head uh, while I was crying. And the director kept saying, um, having to whisper, go like head up, head up. <laughs> cause they couldn't see him crying. <laughs> that was quite funny. And then, um, then DP um, and he talks about, uh, so I know you haven't seen it, but there in the opening credits, he is in um, a crowd of, army recruits and they're all about to begin their military service mm. and in this sea of people he turns around and looks directly at the camera mm. and there's just a lot going on in his eyes and it's um it's really poignant and he said that's one of his favorite shots mm. of inner drama uh, ever mm-hmm. uh, and i can see why he likes it because it is pretty it's pretty impactful Mm-hmm. Uh, and then next one was while you were sleeping. So he was uh, a second male lead, I think, in that drama. I've not seen that drama. Have you seen it? No, I haven't either. Right. So it's it's famous because he goes shirtless in it, um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Yoo Suk, who is the main lead, gets a bit jealous ah. of, of of him. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and yeah. then after that was Snowdrop, which is, again is another big drama that I have not yet seen of his. Uh, also on Disney, so yeah. oh, actually no, that's not on Disney. Is it? That's on Apple, isn't it?
0: No, I think Snowdrop is on Disney. No, it is on
1: Disney. Oh, it's Disney, Yeah, right. no, yeah. it's Disney. Yeah, I have not <laughs> seen. Have you seen Snowdrop yet? I haven't seen it yet. No. No, I need. Yeah, I I will see it one day. I'm gonna make way through his uh through his back back catalogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then third was my favorite, which is One Spring Night, and then second was DP Two. Um, specifically the scene right at the end which again I won't give spoilers for but uh, is particularly impactful scene and then the fan favorite of everybody in the night was something in the rain Mm. (laughs) yeah yeah and I can see I can see why having gone through my first five he is just so just such a the perfect boyfriend right yeah everyone wishes
0: and they have such just, good chemistry. It's just like they have great oh chemistry. My goodness.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 And I remember from my like because I was I was a bit of a bingin shipper, mm-hmm. fan girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do remember that um he was specifically Jong In was specifically he was in at her wedding. So they'd yeah. obviously, you know, still uh kept in contact. Yeah. She invited yeah. him to a wedding. Yeah. Which was cute. Yeah. Uh And then he sung a song. Can you guess from um, our conversation today what that song might be?
0: (laughs) Was it a favorite song of
1: yours or was it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he sung stand by your ma- i mean honestly like i don't even get why this song is part of the drama I because know. it's not even relevant anyway this is not a something in the rain rant uh show uh, although it's rapidly descending into that but anyway he was um he was very cute singing this song he said he was very nervous singing it because he hadn't actually sung it at the previous fan meet he'd he knew that people in hong kong really love something in the rain that it's their favorite drama mm. and uh, so he'd picked it especially for the Hong Kong fan meet so he hadn't sung it before um but he was yeah he was very good um and then and then next was props for poses so there was some some random game but he had he put princess tiara things on and and went to different sections of the stage so different sections of the fans could take photos of him Mm. um poses poses that he'd done and then the next section I didn't again didn't know this was a thing in fan meets but they drew uh lots for people to go up on stage, get a signed prize from him, have a selfie with him, and have a hug. Oh. Have a hug. Wait did did you post something
0: about him hugging a, a like a grandma?
1: Yes, I did. That wasn't <laughs> my family. Actually, that was that was a I think an the in the Indonesia one uh, that he did uh, in Jakarta uh-huh. um but yes, exactly that because it's again, this is not a tiered entry thing this is it's open to everybody uh, they literally did it on on the seat that you're in, so they would read out like t nineteen uh, and if that was your seat, you went up and you got to go and and so yeah, on the <laughs> clip that I posted, which I will repost on our afternoon at ask Instagram because it's super cute um this proper grandma of a Jonghyun fan <laughs> managed to win this prize I mean I don't know whether they rigged it because like if I was like his staff I would totally be <laughs> noting what seat she wrote she sat down in and get her on stage yeah. but she was so super cute she was I think this is the reason why it was like I want to be her in 40 years time like I want to be a fangirl I still want to be a fangirl in 40 years time point. like when I'm <laughs> properly old
0: Oh yeah, she was adorable.
1: Sheila, I loved that. Um, and uh, yeah, they did quite a lot of that actually. And so some 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 fans were just so overcome so that was also really cute because obviously a lot of us were like oh we really want to be you but we also really empathize with how because we would just be losing our shizzle too um so it was really that was really cute that was really cute um and yeah and then obviously just every time we gave one a hug all of us were like oh (laughs) like so jealous that it wasn't us uh, then he played this golf game, which I think was supposed to take uh, not a lot of time but ended up taking loads of time because, um, apparently in the practice, he kept getting holes in one, but in the game on the stage, probably because, because he was nervous, he kept missing them. <laughs> so, and then, but he was quite determined to pot one because I think the more he potted, the more prizes that we got. Uh, I can't remember all my poses, I can't remember what it was, but anyway, it took forever. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, um that was that then and this is a three-hour show right so this is really good value uh, i didn't yeah. even know that it went on for this long like it was yeah. i wasn't expecting to be there for so long <laughs> um so uh then they read out read out a couple of fan letters from his fan club so um Haynes fan club is uh, they're called heinous uh so the heinous Hayness, uh heinesses <laughs> had uh put together sets of fan clubs and the uh, uh, sorry fan letters and then uh the heinesses themselves had a Prize draw. So, if you were part of the fan club, there was a specific one for you. So, some some super fans got up uh, to go, and then he sang another song called "A Grain of Sand," um, which isn't from an ost i think i think it's just a song that's really meaningful to him mm. uh, and then he said in an interview because he's obviously done it at the other fan meets but he told a magazine that i pretend to be okay and confident on the outside but there are times when my self-esteem drops and the lyrics in that song really mean something to him because of that mm-hmm. um and i could really see that being part of his first pers- uh, personality mm-hmm. um so then he, uh, then they played some fan videos and fan clips and he got really emotional during it. Like you could really see him kind of getting choked up, um, which was really moving. And he said mm. that he, it made him realize that so many people were out there giving him love and he felt really fortunate and grateful. Oh. Um, yeah, which was lovely. And then he sat down, had a selfie with the whole arena. So this is uh you'd see them if you're on his uh Instagram account, which by the way is Holy Hayin. Um so you see him sitting on the stage with his back to the audience, but then obviously the, the selfie is with him and then everybody in the audience is there. Mm-hmm. Um and then the final song he chose I Choose to Love You by Hurin which is got a lyric that it was in the clip grace so i don't know if you know oh, this song yeah.
0: no i don't know the song but it was in the clip yeah
1: which we get to so the audience get to join in um with a sarang yeah. yeah. uh, lyric yeah
0: yeah i think it was like nor yeah. sarang or something like that, yes, I think that...
1: so I, yeah. I will love you uh, yeah and then the goodbye session which i shared a a kind of a little clip of, yeah, yeah. So and, and the, this was and quite funny. The one
0: where you you have a blurry picture. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> basically, this is. I will post this. I've been saving it uh, to post um because it's such a fail, and I just wanted to kind of <laughs> explain it. But basically, so at the end, like this the show finishes, um and then a lot of people stay sitting. And I thought, okay, maybe they're the ones that got the group photo ticket. So. I will leave now. Um, And then the stewards there were saying, if you want to do this goodbye thing, then please go back and sit in your original seats. And I was like, well, is the goodbye thing the group thing? And they were like, no, that's separate. And I was like, well, can everybody do the goodbye thing? And they were like, yes, everybody could do the goodbye thing. (sighs) Obviously, they weren't using the word "thing." They were using another word, but like I said, it sounded like a like a fan meet jargon word, and I was like, "I don't know what the thing is." But I will sit down uh, and check out what this goodbye thing is. So when I sat back down, and then I spoke to the to the girl next to me that was um that only spoke Mandarin, and said to her like, "What is this goodbye thing?" And have you got a group photo? She's like, "I have got a group photo ticket," but this goodbye thing is we we um all queue up and we walk past him. Um, and he's just stood there, and we can take a photo of him, but we can't take any selfies because we just literally can just have to keep moving the crowd on, uh. so they can just you just walk by him. <laughs> so that's what they call a goodbye session, uh, uh. which is not obvious from from the title. So um, yeah, so I I and I'm demographically younger. Uh, no, sorry demographically older than a lot of the other people in the audience. so I have a demographically older bladder. So by this point (laughs) it's a three hour show and I'm just like I really need to pee. But I don't want to miss my chance at a goodbye session. So literally I was spending the whole time weighing up where I was sat in the in the arena versus like how close I was to the queue versus how long it might take me to go to the and obviously you know what it's like when you go to these events that are predominantly women, the queue for the toilets is oh just God, ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> so I was the whole time I was like pee or wait, pee or wait. Anyway, I decided to wait. <laughs> <laughs> but I was really, really suffering by this point. Anyway, so finally got to me and I was walking past and I thought, you know what, this is my chance to just say hi to him from all his international fans so that he knows there's lots of like international English speaking fans that love him, right? So I far past him and I said my words and um he was just standing there waving and I was just having a fangirl moment <laughs> and I was so happy and then I finally looked at the clip and I was like oh shoot like <laughs> I basically completely fluffed it <laughs> completely fluffed it so this video's got like all the build-up but then the actual main event is a blur <laughs> like my camera is totally not facing Jung hae at all you cannot see him I was just like oh my god um but then I decided actually do you know what it's better that I experience the moment in the moment Mm -hmm, and I was actually present in the moment rather than experiencing it through my camera so I decided you know philosophically (laughs) to be kind to myself and say you know no you had the better experience
0: in the moment that that, yeah absolutely yeah because you know the other thing is like you know you'll look at that video a couple times maybe but then like just like that feeling that you have from having experienced it like in person I feel like that yeah that'll stay with you longer
1: thank you Grace. (laughs) although I have to I have to say I did find it like a little bit weird so like the the fans like so a couple of the fans that had got um a prize draw they spent their whole time on stage with just their camera in front of them so uh, as part of the prize like one of some of them got like a, a personal message from In to them um, which he then delivered to a camera rather than to them which I just oh. found really like I could understand from a fan point of view like I would want to record this because this is uh. my chance to have Jonghyun in my camera. but at the same time there was part of me that like he's saying stuff to you like you should experience it Right, you know, directly face to face rather than via a camera lens. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, he's obviously used to delivering lines to a camera, yeah, so he, was, he was very unfazed, yeah, but I did feel a bit like I don't know, I felt like, um, yeah, I felt like I was a bit like maybe I'm an older generation, so I don't get it. Look, like, right. like, why would you? like that. Anyway, so that was kind of my equivalent. I decided to I didn't decide but obviously I I was in the moment rather than um yes. But I will post the video because you guys will find it funny. I will put it on our Instagram so you can see see my video fail.
0: <laughs> it is funny. <laughs> and and you know what we have close shots of him all over our like netflix and Vicky, <laughs> so it's we not do. that we it's do. not it's that so important true. to get the you know yeah, the so fan meet <laughs> video clip yeah it's actually so, even better my, that it's blurry
1: <laughs> it's like yeah it's like she was really in the moment like yelling hi from everybody um yeah. But yeah, so if you are a similar ajuma like age as me with a bladder like mine, I would recommend that you immediately after he sings the song, go to the toilet <laughs> and then sit back down for your goodbye session should you go to mm, a fan yeah. meet uh, with a similar offering. That would be my, yeah. my tip. Yeah.
0: Sounds good. Or maybe during the golf part. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. Uh... Yeah. Um, so you mentioned in, you know, just chatting with me on WhatsApp and on Insta that you were able to speak to, you know, fans who are standing right next to you. And, and you got one one of the your neighbor's Instagram handles. And, and you
1: yeah, said that he right. had really
0: good pictures, right? Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I actually want to thank both my neighbors. I remember listening to Megan and Leah when they talked about their own fan experiences at K-pop concerts and how they would talk to other fans and i just kind of assumed this was because they were friendly americans and that's what they do (laughs) but i think actually the experience of these kind of fan places because you're all like there for a common reason Mm -hmm. like you share something in common already which is that you're you know fans and part of the fandom and part of the experience so um i found it easier to talk to people um than i would say if i was just i don't know going to a film or something right um so Even from outside, when we, the the posters with the selfies and stuff, um, everybody was being really quite respectful about um, taking turns to take these photos and things. But obviously I was by myself. So I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get a photo, you know, because no one else is going to be here to hold a camera. But then I realized the girl next to me also was having the same problem and she didn't seem to have anyone with her. So I said to her... um, are you here by yourself would you like me to take a photo mm-hmm. and she said yes and then she asked me if i was here by myself and i said yes so we exchanged photos so i got so i got a nice photo of me in the photo with uh with jung hae um but i also realized that i am such an amateur at poses like i was watching this like, i was watching these girls do them and they have they have them all perfect like right angle different poses mm. they could just do them one like 10 10 poses very quickly in succession and Amazing. they all look different and super cute and I was just doing like one and then I was like I don't know what, I don't know what to do next yeah but she kept taking them she kept taking them and I was thinking like I think we're supposed to change clothes but I have no idea I have no idea what other poses to do anyway, so I felt like a bit of a noob from that and then but yes the guy next to me turns out that so I spoke to him again firstly in Cantonese and then he told me back in Mandarin that I don't speak Cantonese <laughs> I'm from Taiwan I was like okay great well I'm it. turns out that yes so he's um he co um runs a uh johan in instagram fan site so it looks like he's been going to lots of different fan uh meets he's just been to the one in in his own home country in taipei so his um their sorry their joint instagram handle is hey in heart heart mm-hmm. as in beating heart mm-hmm. so uh again i'll put that in the show notes and also our, our uh, tag them in our Instagram um account um but yeah he had a proper you know like um what's her name in pro- her private life Park Minyoung. oh yeah um <laughs> yes so pr- pr- proper Park Minyoung in her private life photo gear like proper long lens oh, and amazing. like obviously obviously a f- proper fan and I could tell from there clips and stuff they they're at the airport and stuff so they are I felt like I was with the pros I was like sitting so, so <laughs> with the pros it was so cool um so yeah it was it was great
0: awesome so the your neighbors both only spoke mandarin were yeah. they able to understand most of what, what was happening because it was all in cantonese right
1: well, I doubt it because they wouldn't even answer my questions. Oh <laughs> right, right, and they, right. Were quite, they were quite simple Cantonese questions. Ah. So, um, like, because some 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 Chinese people they can because I can do this as well. Like, uh, I can understand it, but I can't speak it. So um, uh-huh. I'll. You know, so some people, for example, will I'll speak Cantonese, but they reply back in Mandarin. Uh-huh, like uh-huh. this is the way my mum does it, for example, oh, often. Um, yeah, they didn't even do that. So yeah, I think that they were, I mean, he didn't go to China. So the girl on my left, I think had come from China. So this was obviously her closest place mm, to go. See. Um, although, yeah, I think if I were her, I would go to Taipei just so that she could understand the Mandarin. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, maybe that wasn't an option for her. Uh, and then I think the guy on my right is like a fan fan so he had this was maybe like two three he he was going to a series of them in Asia Mm. um so I think maybe potentially he was like quite happy to not know what was going on knowing that he had the Taipei one to come he would understand but yeah definitely for me it wouldn't have felt it would have felt I just still enjoyed it but it would have felt a bit odd if I hadn't been able to understand any of it because it was just like a lot of the joy of it was, well, obviously understanding what he said, but also the host was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Like he was really jokey and, and I enjoyed a lot of the show because he made it really enjoyable. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Um. So any last thoughts or insights about the fan meeting experience?
1: Only that you have to go. Like I just think it's so if you think if you consider yourself a K drama fan and you get the chance to go, even if it's not an actor that's in your favour, like like if you have a middle rank block of actors <laughs> like I do, like just just go anyway. It was still so special. Um and it was three hours, uh, and they really give a lot to their fans. Like it's a real I mean, I guess, you know, K-pop fans understand this concept of fan service. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I guess this is our K-drama equivalent because they really give you a great experience and you can tell it comes from their heart. And they're really, they're as much moved by you being there as you are by them, by, by being able to see them. and it, And yeah, it was really special. So yeah, I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, that sounds wonderful. I mean, it's it's really nice to hear that it's like, you know, it it feels like a mutual experience, <laughs> not just like, okay, yes. I'm showing up and like uh, going to act like I, you know, I like this. It's more like they, they are really interacting and like feeling the love and then giving back the love. And that, that sounds really wonderful.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think that's quite a Korean culture thing as well, because I think I often hear it with thank you speeches in Korean. It's just like, like he said it himself like I wanted to come and do this with you because I wanted to thank you Mm -hmm. I wanted to thank you for for all of your support in these last 10 years like that is a real I think that for me is like quite a cultural difference Mm -hmm. between the west and the east yeah like that concept of thanking their fans for for their support and and and, you know, telling their fans, telling his fans as well that he was, he's going to try harder and and um, produce some great dramas and yeah. some really, you know, more content for us to enjoy.
0: Yes. Well, so, so lovely. Uh, yeah, it is really lovely. And thank you so much for sharing. <laughs> um, this is now on my bucket list for the next time. Well, actually, since they're coming, I mean, he's coming to the US. Maybe I'll uh, keep an eye out for other actors who who might visit. Yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah that'd be great.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you, Grace. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our pod. Follow us on our Instagram at Afternooner Asks or our website www.afternoonasks.com. To get more K-drama content from our writer's lens, follow our sister pod, Afternoon Delight. For any BTS fans out there, our other sister pod, Afternoon Army, is here for all your needs. And if you want to hang with us and other K-drama fans, consider joining us on Afternoon Delight Patreon. There are different levels for you to access. Go to www.afternoondelightpodcast.com to sign up. Finally, if you have any questions for us, please feel free to contact us via our socials or our email which is afternoonasks at gmail.com we look forward to hearing from you and until next time